Today I asked the question, when is it ever time for a man to let go? I mean, not just let go, but is there ever a perfect time to let go? We dive into that right after this. Let's go. Welcome to the I'm Dealing With Broadcast. I'm Sean, your host. Today, we're going to be discussing the question, is it ever a good time to let go? Or when is it a good time to let go? As men, many times we go through many problems and dealing with, whether it's dealing with relationships, our children, or grown children, for that fact. Sometimes parents and what have you. And I mean, sometimes you have to question, man, you know, I think it's time for me to let go. And is there ever a time that you should? Um, and if you should or can, what are the repercussions of that? What, um, how does that affect your decision? How does that affect you in the long run of letting go? And I can speak to the, the um, facet or the aspect of dealing with children. Because a lot of times, you know, especially as parents and, and you know, me being a father, and I have two girls, I have two boys, you know, the girls are your closest. I mean, yeah, you, the dudes are close too, but it's just something about a bond between uh, daughters and fathers that are different between fathers and boys. It's just what that is. So with me, uh, one of the hardest things that I had to deal with was when can I let go? And what I mean by not just saying I don't care, but when do you just say, I have to back up. I have to set aside my thoughts. I have to move to the side. I have to allow you to grow. I have to allow you to fly. I have to allow you, you know, because truthfully, you know, we as men, not all of us have always, not everybody, I'm only speaking to some people, but not all of us have been a very stand up people all of our lives you know some of us do have what we call a backstory or a history to us that we just choose not to tell well some of us I can tell mine but some people just choose not to tell because they want you to think that they've been perfect all their life but I'm just gonna leave that right there but anyway but uh, we haven't always been you know upstanding you know great men boys or whatever that is and then now you've become a father and you have children and one of them happens to be a girl. So when you decide to dig back over your life, you begin to think to yourself, man, what did I do as a young man? You know, dealing with, you know, young ladies. What did I do? I mean, was I the, the best dude? Did I do some damage? Did I do some wrong? Did I do some hurt? And when you now have a child, when you now have a daughter now, you're thinking back over your life. Or if you're not, you should be. You should be thinking back over your life to try to figure out how can I uh, do better than I did when I was coming along? How can um, I'm, I become an example to my child who needs somebody like me, somebody who can see the riffraff coming, somebody who can see you know, those knuckleheads coming down, those guys that are no, up to no good. You can, you know, you could just see through it, you know, 
because at some point in time, you know, you didn't, you know, we didn't always uh, do everything right. You know, we weren't perfect across the board, whether it was through the financial aspect, you know, opening the door for one, for a young lady, um, tr- giving her her best shot, trying to listen, trying to um, be there for that young woman. You know, sometimes it, in certain areas, it was a one sided relationship. You know, and in certain areas, you know, some men felt that they could just, you know, do whatever they wanted to when they felt like it and that woman was going to be around. So now you're a father and you begin to think over your life as a father. So I'm just going to talk about the, the daughter aspect. So your daughters now, you've raised them, you know, you've tried to give them your best, you know, show them, you know, uh, what a man, a young man should be. Show them something that they sh- should attain to. Show them, you know, a person who respects them, holds them, hugs them, listens to them, lets them know that they're loved, um, knows how to open the door for them, knows how to pay for the meal, you know, um, knows how to um, be there and just really give them that support. And over time, you know, you go through this phase of, and you know, again, me having boys and girls, you go through this phase of that you're relied upon. Oh, we can't wait for you to be home. We can't wait to hang on you, you know, hang around you and all that kind of stuff. And then next thing you know, the next phase is you're dropping them off at school. You know, they, they're, they're happier there. You know, that's great and all that. And then middle school comes around and then it goes for just drop us off down the street. Like, well, no, no, I'll drop you off in front. No, 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 no. Just drop us off down the street. Like, well, what? And because now they don't want to be around you. It's like, you know, dad, we hang around you when our friends aren't around. We really don't want to know you when our friends are here. But when our friends are not here, we love you. You know, and it's like, oh, what the heck? You know, so for me, yeah, you know, I was dropping my my youngest boy and my youngest daughter off at school one time in middle school oh man it was it was, it was hot garbage i mean i wasn't it was i wasn't i was feeling some kind of way about it to tell you the truth i was really feeling some kind of way and i'm dropping them off at school and i get out and i park the car and i said and i had my camera because it was the first day of school first day of school the school year and i drop them off and we're getting out the car and then all of a sudden they take off running. I'm like, wait, 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 hold on. I'm trying to take pictures. So, you know, wait, 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 wait. You know, and they, they're still running. You know, they had their backpacks on and stuff. And it's like, I'm like, why are they running? I'm like, at first I thought something was going on. And then I realized and it came to me. These kids were trying to ditch me. They didn't want me at the school at all. They would they would have preferred that I dropped them off and left them. And I'm yelling at them saying, really, y'all going to dog me like this? Y'all just going to leave me hanging? I guess I'll just stand out here and just call your name. So neither say by this time I'm in the quad. <laughs> I'm literally in like in the quad area of the school. So I'm just like, oh, that's okay. I'm just going to stand here. And finally, they go, oh, man, all right, Dad, hold on. They come, they come walking back. And I say, look, all I want to do is just take a picture of you guys before you left. All right, well, hurry up, take your picture so you can go. Bye, we'll see you when we get home. And I'm like, this is not cool. So as um as they take off running after the picture taking, and I start walking back to the car, I mean, I'm just going to tell you the truth. I was really feeling some kind of way about the whole situation because it really starts to hit me that as much as my children love me at one aspect, 
now they're starting to come into their own. And hopefully you think to yourself, hopefully I put something down in them. Hopefully I put something down on the inside, which will cause them to make the right decisions in life. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I was, like I said, I was feeling this kind of way. I didn't cry. <laughs> I'm going to tell you the truth. I didn't cry. I probably felt like it, but I didn't. I didn't. Okay. But I was like, wow, you know, um, so that's middle school. And then, you know, then they want you around at the end of middle school because, of course, you know, now they're graduating, going to high school. So you're around for that. They love you. They want you to be there for their practices, you know, some of their sports and stuff like that. But what they really need you for is the financial aspect. I want to get my letterman jacket or I want you to help pay for track or I want you to help pay for football or wrestling. And will you be there for my competitions and things of that sort? But please be there. But don't say nothing. See, I, I wasn't a quiet father. I'm sorry. I was not quiet father. So when my daughter was cheerleading, I wasn't quiet. When my other daughter was uh, uh, on the uh, uh, soccer team, I wasn't quiet. When someone was on the soccer team and wrestling, I wasn't quiet when he was on football. I'm not a quiet guy. You know, I'm like, yeah, 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 you do it. You know, I was that guy. And you have to, you know, for, for most parents, they're, they're glad with showing up and just being there, you know, and me, I want, I, I just want to be a part of it. Right. <laughs> you know, so I am, um, with them, you know, enjoying, you know, a lot of the, their high school activities and some of the different things when I'm invited to show up, you know, cause I want, I wanted to make sure that I showed my support. Um, you know, for many of you that have listened to my, some of my earlier podcasts, especially season one, I talked about when I grew up, I felt I was by myself. I felt that I didn't have support. Again, that was just me. I'm just saying, I don't know how you all feel. Maybe that's a question, um, that you have to investigate within yourself, maybe within your family dynamic, whatever. But I felt I didn't have that support. You know, it was like when I wanted to do uh, motocross, no support. Skateboarding, no support. Bike, BMX, freestyle, no support. Um, RC car racing, no support. So I felt that I ha I didn't have it. I didn't have it. It was just like me. And if um, I introduced some of my friends to the sport or I was part of it with them, that was the only time I felt inclusive or included in that. And anything I was a uh, part of in school, I mean, unless it had to be academic, I mean, that was the only time I would get any support at all, but I wasn't that guy. I was, I wanted to, I was an involved guy and I wanted, you know, uh, my parents to be involved with me. So I felt that I didn't have it. So when I became a father, I said, as long as they're doing something worthwhile, something that's going to make them happy, something that would, um, you know, get those brain, you know, things going, their activities, their physical fitness going, whatever that was. And I know it was going to be good, clean, fun, and they were going to enjoy it, whether it turned out to be a career later on down the line or not, that I would be there to support because I never wanted my children to feel as though dad wasn't there to support. So I supported. So that's why I went, I tried to go to as much as I could every assembly, every uh, honor, every award, every honorable mention. I don't care if they got, you know, best attendance award. 
I was there. You know, I tried to make sure I was there. I never wanted to look back. Well, you were never there for me. I didn't want that to happen. So, so here I am now in high school and my children are, you know, getting, you know, you know, they're graduating one at a time, you know, and I've gone through these ups and downs with each one of them. My oldest son, my oldest daughter, my youngest daughter, and then the baby, which is my youngest son. And I've gone through all these different hills and valleys. I mean, our relationship, our life experiences with all of our children have really been, it's been a roller coaster. Hasn't always been perfect. It hasn't always been been bad or it's it's been, like I say, it's been exciting. I tell you, it's been, I mean, we've been on some loops, we've been on some twisters and, uh, you know, we've been on some dive bombs, you know, we've been through some stuff. So they're in high school now going through whatever it is that they're going through, trying to do it. And they want my support and I'm there to support them. But then you go through this next phase where they want you when they want you, but then you don't know enough or you think you know everything. That's how your kids feel about you. They're saying you think you know everything. Um, That's the way old folks do it. Old people do it that way. Um, That's the way things used to happen. You don't have to do it that way. You know, for instance, like if even in integrity, using integrity, um, dressing appropriately, saying yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am, saying thank you and please. Oh, you don't have to do that. You don't have to always greet everybody with a smile. You don't always have to hug and handshake everybody. You don't always, I mean, just some of the basic stuff in life. You know, you go, you go through that. And I mean, some children, I guess it's a, it's a generational thing. Some children, um, really embrace that, you know, thank you. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. No, thank you. Yeah, yes, sir. No, sir. But, you know, really embrace that, especially when you're teaching. And then some, when they get old, they just lose it. You know, my children, most of their life were, were that way. Then as they got older, you know, whatever those decisions are, you know, they, they've gone kind of south for the winter sometimes. And I just go, wow, you know, I'm, you know, it's, it's like, and you begin to start questioning yourself. You're like, wait, wait, did I, did I miss something? Did I miss the mark? You know, what happened? So it, it's just one of those things that you just go through. And, and as, and I mean, if you're, if you're a real father, and what I mean by that, you, I mean, you really real, you know who you are. Women, if you're listening, you know who, what a real father is. Somebody who's there, right? Not just there physically in the home, but somebody who actually takes a part in the rearing of their children, you know? And I was one who's, <laughs> I was very instrumental in rearing my children. Shoot, I'm just going to be honest with you. I mean, uh, shoot, I used to pass out lickings like candy, right? <laughs> I mean, it's just what it was. I was very instrumental in rearing our children, you know, but I also understood with each one of them are different in their character and how they respond to discipline. Um, some, you know, you could talk to and their whole world has come to an end. Others, their thing was like, look, we hear you. I wish you would shut up. And uh, I just want to know if I'm going to get hit, hit or not, because if you're not going to hit me, I'm just going to go back to doing what I was doing before you caught me. You know, and that's the way some children are. Some children, you know, need that swift kick in the rear end. And some you can talk to some you can just look at wrong and, you know, they, and they get it, you know, um, or you can just get upset. 
you know, just get upset and they know you're upset just by the look and countenance on your face. And they just go, oh, you know, I'm sorry, you know, right off the bat. And they straighten up. But then some of these other ones just look, it, it takes a freight train, a dump truck, a building falling on them, you know, lock up in jail, whatever, just for them to fly. Right. OK, so you guys know where I'm coming from. So there's again, there's roller coasters, there's a uh, hilltops, there's mountains and valleys in rearing children. Everything's not going to always be perfect. So I'm in that phase of high school where I know a lot. And again, I'm, you know, that's what they're thinking. I know a lot because I'm in high school, you know, yeah, I know a lot. And, you know, you parents, you don't know it all, you know, and then, but then it changes when it's time for them to do something and they don't have an answer for it. And then all of a sudden you who knows a lot, according to what they think because they think you know too much or they think you know everything and they think you don't know anything at all you, just, you don't know anything but then they come to you i don't know about this and i don't <laughs> it's like going, oh my god now they need me again so you go through this whole thing and then later on they become young adults and in this young adult phase now there it's one of those things to where look I should be able, since now I'm a young adult, and I mean young adults, meaning starting at about the age of, you know, late 18, 19, 20, you know, and so on and so forth. And they become young adults, and then sometimes, again, not all, but some feel as though, thank you for being a parent, but now I'm an adult, and I should have every right that you have as a parent to do whatever it is I want to do. It's like, wait a minute, what? And, you know, me being the age that I'm at, you know, and my parents are still around. They're still living. Matter of fact, they're probably listening to this podcast right now. Even at the age that I'm at, you know, I joke with my pop and I joke with my mom when I go to the house and we joke, you know, sometimes, you know, my mom goes, all right, but don't you get out of the line. Don't let me go out there and go get me something and pop you with it, you know? And I was like, well, you can't catch me anymore. Like you used, you know, and it's, again, it's, it's a joke. It's not, you know, we play around. It's nothing crazy, right? And it's nothing out of disrespect. But at, even at the age that I'm at, I can I go to the house. You know, I still have a key to the house. I've had the keys since I left, you know. And even when they get a new key to the house, I get that key too. So I come in and I mom, mom, dad, anybody here? It's, it's me. I'm coming. Come to the door, back door, front door, whatever that is. I come in. And hey, how are you guys doing? I'll take my shoes off. I'll sit down. I may go to the restroom. Um, I may, hey, I'm gonna give you something to drink. You know, oh yeah, there's water in there. There's blah, 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 whatever the case. Because again, these are my parents. But I am respectful enough to know that this is still not my house. Meaning there are rules and regulations in that house. Whatever those rules and regulations are, those are the rules and regulations for that house. I just can't come in when I feel like it, you know, and, and there's been times when I've came in at two o'clock in the morning, you know, or one o'clock come into town and whatever that is. And hey, it's me. I just want to, you know, whatever. And and then I let them know, like, if I just don't take off whenever I feel like it, I at least say, hey, I'm about to go or hey, or I'll call and say, hey, I'm on my way or whatever case or whatever that is. And I'll do that. 
out of respect for my parents. I just don't, you know, go in the house, pull out pots and pans and start just start cooking stuff just without saying nothing and just, you know, doing those things. I just don't go, you know, just start running the water in the yard because I ain't got nothing else to do. Or, you know, all of a sudden I'm just going to go in the bathroom and, you know, fire up certain things because there's just there's certain things. There's a, there's a certain level of respect that um, I have for my parents and you probably do, too, whether, you know, you're the woman who's listening or the man who's listening. You have respect for your parent or parents because that's the way it is. But this generation is a little bit different. I've seen it many a times where uh, children have um, talked back to their parents or in, com- in completely disrespect. And many of you have even seen it in the grocery stores, you know, especially down the cereal aisle. When these young kids are telling their parents, she's like, I can do whatever I want. I don't want that. You're going to buy me this and you going to, I don't want that cereal. I want this and, and say it out. And you just want to go over there and snatch them, right? You've seen it in the malls, um, kids falling out when they don't get what they want to, when they're in a toy store, running around acting crazy or maybe you've gone to a function at somebody's house a family gathering and you've got children that are running across the couch and just jumping up you know and for some people that's that's um normal to them but that's not how i was raised um i i was i wasn't raised like that you you were taught respect you were taught uh, how to clean up after yourself you were taught how to put your own dish in the sink rinse out your own dish you were taught how to clean the kitchen you're taught how to clean up you know your own room you make the mess you clean it up you know there was no you know you got weighted on hand and foot you had to either um you if you wanted to get done you had to do it you wanted something clean you had to do it you know, you had to do your own, learn how to do your own laundry. Well, we had to clean our own bathroom. My mother was like, look, <laughs> I'm not coming in to clean your bathroom that you turn around and made a mess in. So you're going to learn how to clean the toilet. You're going to learn how to clean the bowl. You're going to have to learn how to sweep, mop, this, that, and the other. And then as you become a parent, some of those things, I know the true uh, fact of the matter is sometimes we, as, as we become parents, some, there's some things that we eliminate from our upbringing because there's certain things about our upbringing maybe we didn't like but then there's other things that we hold to and and i held to a lot of the stuff that even i'm not gonna lie some stuff i just oh i said when i become a parent I, there's no way i'm doing that i'm not gonna do this i'm not gonna discipline my children like that you know what i will say probably 90 percent of it i still did when i became a parent and I brought in my children kind of under that to a point, taught them how to clean, how to, how to do their own laundry, how to cook, what, whatever that was. And then now they become older, now young adults. And you wonder, when did you forget how to clean your room? When did you forget when to do your laundry? Did you forget how to clean your bath? Maybe you haven't experienced that. But the question I have is, I mean, when they get to that level, when and again, when they get to that level, because again, this parent, you know, mom, dad, or both of you maybe listen to this podcast. When you are at that level where your children are now young adults, and they're coming into their own 
and you have rules, regulations, standards, and or expectations, because again, if in fact they're still in the home, when is it appropriate? Now, I mean, everybody's going to say something different. I, I know it is because you can hit me in the DM, hit me, hit me in the comments. When is it appropriate to speak up and stand up for what should be done? In your home. I mean, when do you when do you do that? It's not not it's not a debate. I'm not saying that you should or you shouldn't. But the question is for you. And and if you've had if you have children that are of age and again, I'm not talking about the little ones. Maybe it might be little ones, you know, that you're dealing with. You know, when is it appropriate for you to say, you know, what is it that gets you to that point where say, hey, I got I got to say something on this. Um, I have to talk about your lack of producing over here or you're not producing over here. I mean, when do you do that? And then the next thing I want to talk about is now that they've become young adults and you're happy for each one of them, whether it's your, your son or daughter, maybe it's your parent. Um, when do you get to the point to where you, they've uh, they've arrived they've and what i mean by that it's it's time for them to move on they either either you come to a mutual agreement it's time for them to move on or they've come to their own agreement that it's time for them to move on and for me again going back to that father daughter side of it you know and i know mothers and sons have that same type of a relationship as a father and daughter. Um, but when do you, as a father, and again, men or women, if you listen, get to the point to where you say, you know, I think uh, it's tough for me right now, but I think it's time for me to let go. Not let go in the sense of, all right, now, you know, figure it out. Or, you on your own now. Bye. Or get out. I'm gone. I'm moving out of state. Forget you. I'm moving to Europe. I'm going to Hawaii. I'm going on vacation for the next year and a half. And I'll see you when I get. That's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when do you let go or have you? I mean, what or maybe what, what was it that um, you, you came to the realization I need to let go? Um you know, because, you know, children have a way, you know, they, they're, they're infectious in one way or another. You know, sometimes negative, positive, sometimes both of them at the same time. And you as a parent now have to, I mean, you really have to, literally, for their sake, you have to let them go. You have to allow them to learn outside of you. You have to allow and um, respect the fact that if you did what was right in their upbringing, allow what you put inside of them to groom, I mean, to grow, to blossom, to uh, be harnessed it, for them to rely on those things that you put in them so that they can continue moving forward in life. When do you um, say, it's time for me to let you go? It's time for me to allow you to do your thing. It's time for me now to take the my hands off. Or for some of you, it's time for me to cut that umbilical cord. 
<laughs> you know, because uh, as parents, sometimes sometimes we, we hold on to them so much so that they never we become en- enablers. Let's put it that way. We become enablers and we never allow them to pick up the, uh, uh, the plow and go with it. We never allow them to have their own keys to their car. And what I'm saying, I'm not talking about the physical, I'm using it as a metaphor, allowing them to, you know, really start the car and go, you know, we've, we've, we start the car for them. We put the gas in the car, we put it in gear. We let them sit in the passenger seat. And then we ask them, where do you want me to take you? And then we get mad because we did all of it for them. And then they arrive at, and they take us to a location that you really didn't want to go to in the first place. We become enablers. And what happens is we have to cut that umbilical cord. And sometimes you got to close that wallet and say, you know what? Um, you now have to get it for your own. I now, um, I'm talking about, you know, I'm not talking about those that, you know, Hey, they're, they're fully uh, vested in college. They're fully, you know, going through college and you're helping them pay for college. You're helping them make it and want to get their education. That's not necessarily what I'm talking about because some of them, they do that too. You know, I'm in college and you don't take care of this and I need this and I need, and come to find out they're not needs, they're wants. And you allow their wants to be needs and you keep paying for it. That's not what I'm talking about. Okay. I'm not talking about those kids. You know, I'm I'm talking about the ones that are legit in college. They're really learning. You know, you're taking care of their needs, their necessities, and they're trying to do all they can. Uh, I'm talking about the ones that, you know, if you, for instance, you've been paying their cell phone bill forever. And let's say it's $50 a month and they have their own job. And you're, you keep paying for the bill, but then you keep complaining about the bill. So why are you complaining about something that you can actually say, you know what? No, Hey, you know what? You need to get your own plan because that's $50 that I could be saving going somewhere else. And you have the money and then some to pay your own plan. So when the question is, when is it? Okay, for you, for you, again, not for me, but for you, when have you or what situations have you allowed yourself to cut that umbilical cord saying, you know what, son, daughter, it's time for you to fly. It's time for you to take off on your own runway, to go to your own airport and figure it out because I've done all the right things that I can think of as a parent. I've been there. I've supported I've helped raise, helped clothe, helped feed, helped do all these different things. But so when do you let go? When do you let go? I remember a time when uh, one of my daughters, uh, it was their birthday. And um, uh, I think it was, I think it was a birthday. I think it was a birthday or graduation. And, uh, you know, and it was just, it was just one of those, those times, right? So, and uh, there was a present or a gift or whatever it was that I, I gave, and you know, that's what that, you know, and they teared up and all the good stuff. So, I can't remember when it was, but one year I received a card. I can't remember if it was for Father's Day or on my birthday. And it was a card from one of my daughters, 
And one of the things it said in the card is, in a nutshell, I'm just going to paraphrase. Yes, I'm getting older, but dad, I love you. Thank you for being my dad. Thank you for teaching me this, that, and the other. But you also have to understand, it's time for me to fly. You've got to allow me to grow. You've got to allow me to this, and you've got to allow me to that because I'm getting older. But I want you to know that I love you and I appreciate you. Da, 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 da. And they would say I was crying. I mean, I literally was, I was kind of, I'm not going to say I was kind of boohooing, but internally, this bro was boohooing internally, not externally, but internally. I was like a little kid. And, um, and it's kind of one of those things because I've always been one to say that if I was never good at anything else in my life, I always wanted to say that I was, if nothing more, that I was a good dad. And I knew this day was coming, meaning, you know, you've lived out 18 years of your life. Now, you know, depending upon how many children you have, but for me, you know, 18 years of your life, you know, for let's just say child number one, 18 years of your life, being a dad, a father, a caregiver, you know, to that one, let's just say whatever child that is to one child. So if you got five, you know, depending on how far they're spread apart, you know, it's going to take you longer. But so I've got four children. They're, I'll say probably about five years apart from the oldest to the youngest. So, so let's just say 23 years. So let's just say 23 years that you've done nothing but be a father to, you know, be a father to these children and then you realize and it dawns upon you that they're not children anymore they're still your child but they're not children they're not toddlers they're not little boys and girls they're now young men and young women or young teenagers whatever then they go from that phase to being young women uh, young men young women and then they go to that from that phase to, yes, they're still young, but now they're men, they're women. And in your mind, though, you know that they're older. You know they're not the, your little boy and little girl anymore. But in your mind, you still see them as such, not because they're, you know, they're fools or they're stupid or nothing like that. But you still have that picture in your mind like you're still raising these children. When do you let go and say, wow, that's they're adults. Wow, they, man, you know, especially when they get the license and stuff and they're driving and doing their thing. They're coming and going and, you know, they got their own friends and they don't want to hang out with you that much anymore. Unless it's like a family outing. And sometimes that doesn't always go great, right? So when do you just go, wow, I'm really losing my kids. And that's what happened to me. I thought all my life that, you know, they'd always, and, and you know, I, I, maybe some people don't think about it, but I think about it. I did. But I thought all my life, I thought my children would always be around. You know, and I mean around. And then when they leave and they go or they're or they begin talking about leaving or whatever, or, 
it all starts really when they start driving. They've got their own set of friends. They hardly want to be home because they're they're at the beach. They're at this function. They're at that get together. They're at that study meeting. They're at that concert. They're at you know with their friends. And really, the only time they really come home is to sleep. <laughs> you know, and then it's back to the job, back to college, back to whatever. And they're doing and they're doing them. And you think to yourself, I'm really losing my kids. I'm losing them. Not the fact that they don't care for you. Not the fact that they don't love you anymore. But the fact that you're realizing that they're starting to get their own life. And it just so happens that though they love you, it don't include you. Wow. And I just go, wow. 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 And it, it's one of those things that it's a reality check that makes you take an inventory of yourself because um, as a father, and I'll speak from my standpoint, as a father, for me, it made, it made me kind of think about some things because you think to yourself sometimes that, well, I can't wait, you know, sometimes you go, I can't wait for people to leave. I can't wait for people to go. I can't people wait for people to move out. I can't wait for people to get their own, get their own place, get their own car, get their own. And we do that. We do that from the, from the time they're a toddler. I mean, literally, you know, first they're screaming and they don't walk. And you're like, man, I wish you can just tell me what you want. So out of the way, I guess, I don't know if you're teething. I don't know if you're, you're hot. I don't know if this or that. And then they start telling you what they want. Then you wish they shut up. Dang, you talk too much. Then they're crawling and like, man, I'm tired of picking you up. I'm tired of setting up a stroller and this and that and the other. I wish you could just walk. And then I could just walk with you instead of me carrying you all the time, me carrying you with the bags and all that kind of stuff and putting you in a basket. I can't wait till you start walking and you can help me with some of this stuff. And then every since they, and then they go from walking to running. And then not only they they're helping you carry stuff, they're actually putting stuff in the basket that you really don't want to buy in the first place. You're like, dang he was better off as a baby. And then you go to yourself later on. And it's like, man, I can't wait for you to go to school and get out of my hair. And, da, 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 da. and then over the course of years, all of a sudden they come back, you know, and they didn't learn some stuff. And then tell you how about how wrong you are. You'd be like, what? So there's all these phases that you go through because you're, you're expecting things that one, you know, you're, and you're hoping for the best in one spot. But then you're like, man, I just, you know, you're better off, you know, when you're goo goo gag gad and, and all that kind of stuff. And now there are adults that don't include you in it. How do you handle that? So my question to you as parents, as mothers, fathers, sisters, brothers, whatever it is, how do you handle it? Uh, maybe your grandparent, maybe your grandparent that's listening to this podcast and you had a child and you're feeling a certain type of way. How, you know, how did you handle, um, you know, the letting go part. Did, I mean, was it hard for you? I mean, I'm not going to lie. It was kind of hard for me because I want to, I want to be a part. I wanted to help, but sometimes I had to realize that my helping was enabling. It wasn't helping. And then in other aspects, I had to let go because it was the right thing to do. And it hurt some people and it, and it's, and it's hurtful when you let go. Um, but at the same time, it's a release for you, but maybe hurtful to those that you're letting you're letting go of. You're not letting go as like, you know, 
I don't know you no more. It's not what we're talking about. We're just talking about you're cutting that umbilical cord. So when did you do it? So the question is, when did you as parents do that? You have, or maybe you're a child that's listening right now. (laughs) Oh boy. You didn't hear, you didn't hurt a whole lot. If you're a child that's listening right now, if you're a child that's listening, these are some of the things that parents go through, you know, that parents go through, through life because they're, they want the best. They want you around. They want help. They want to help you. But at the same time, they don't want to feel as though they're being used, even though it's their responsibility to help. Or maybe you're a child who's listening and your mother and father was not around. Maybe you were raised by your grandparents, maybe an aunt, uncle, maybe you went through foster care or whatever that is. My question to you if you're a child that's listening, maybe you're raised in a, a rough environment or a tough environment. My question to you is, how do you feel when you were let go of? Okay, so that's my question to you. So if you're a child, how did you feel when you were let go of? And meaning, you know, they just kind of took their hands off. Yeah, they kept you in prayer and all that kind of stuff, but... Instead of doing all the provision for you, you have now had to provide for yourself. And per what I said, as a tough environment, maybe you didn't have um, anybody to let go. Maybe they let go of you at birth um, and you found out about it later on in life. How did you deal with that? So but hit me in the, the comments, you know, via Facebook, Instagram, maybe Twitter feed. And do um, you know how to reach me? You know, I'm dealing with I'm on each one of those platforms. But hit me there or even in uh, email, you know, on the Gmail. I'm dealing with the Gmail dot com. Hit, hit me there because I, I really want to know. I want to get some feedback from each and every one of you that are listening to find out, you know, what was your I mean, for some of you, it was a breaking point. I, I get it. Some some people is just tough. You know, you had to because. Sometimes the, the child or children were just like, you know, you know, I can't keep bailing you out of jail. I can't keep doing this. I can't keep doing that. I can't keep, you know, putting you in through rehab or whatever the case may be. But, you know, what was the breaking points for some of you where you had to? And for those of you really didn't have to, but you thought it was necessary. When um, did you decide to do it? You know, was there a certain age? Was it because they were moving, maybe going out of state for college? Um, you know, what was it, you know, that caused you to, you know, let go? Uh, what was the, and what has been the outcome? What has been the process? Maybe you've did it 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Maybe your, your child now is a full-fledged adult, you know, 30s, 40s, 50s, whatever. And you're listening to this podcast, you know, how did that letting go process work out for you? And how has it helped them as a, you know, from your standpoint as a parent and watching that child blossom of that thereof. So anyway, um, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I'm Sean, your host, and I'm dealing with stay tuned for our next podcast. Again, it's always going to be on Monday and Friday. So we do our audio on Monday and we both we do both audio and video on Friday. So stay tuned for that podcast on Friday. Once again, I'm Sean, your host that I'm dealing with. As always, take care. Be blessed.